Aspire family, man, we've got a special treat for you guys tonight. This is episode five of the Aspire podcast, and this is the first episode of something going on a little bit more than just our weekly uh, program update. We're going to dive into something really cool. We've got a special guest right now. We've got Darian McMillan here. Let's say, say, say what's up, Darian. Super excited. Super excited. So we're going to dive into tonight. We want to hear a little bit about um, his race experience in Ironman, Arizona. This was Ironman number two for Darian. And um, it was a little bit of a comeback. Ironman one in Boulder, Colorado was a tough one. We had altitude to deal with. We had heat to deal with. And his expectations, uh, his result actually for his expectations were not quite there. So this was the redemption race. Ironman, Arizona. Um, I think you picked that one, right, Terry? Definitely. And, and Ironman Boulder was a was a very interesting uh, outcome. You didn't know what you're getting really into for your first Ironman. So Ironman Arizona was the second one, and um, I picked that race. It was a course that was supposed to be uh, pretty fast, yet... Uh, I, I felt that the uh, climb on the bike was a little, uh, a little aggressive, <laughs> being from Florida in a flat area. So this race, uh, if you're not uh, familiar with it, which I don't think you are, um, but that's okay. Ironman Arizona is, well, an Ironman is what? Let's, let's go back. Let's backtrack a little bit. What is an Ironman? Well, it's a 2.4 mile swim and then a 112 mile bike. Yes. <laughs> and the and then a marathon at the end. So it's it's a it's a long day. Um, you can prepare for each uh, individual event, um, but when you put all three together, it, it it's it's a very long day. It takes into consideration a lot of the other things that in including like uh, nutrition, which is a big thing. Mindset. Mindset. Um, being able to overcome when you are tired or fatigued and, mm -hmm. and cramping and, and getting food in uh, and stomach issues. Yeah. So we're going to, I want to dive back into those like cramping and stomach issues a little later when we go onto the bike. And, um, but this Ironman Arizona death was your pick. I, it is known as one of the best Ironman races in the world, especially spectator friendly. Um, really cool that spectators are able to be there for a lot of the race, which is super important as you're doing something, well, as you're exercising for eight hours if you're Jan Ferdino, who's Ironman world champion, or 12 hours if you're a really good amateur, or 16 plus hours for a lot of the people that are crossing the finish line, which is 17 hours is kind of the time cap there. Um, so when we look at Ironman Arizona, and you just mentioned the bike, the bike is a three-loop course for this 112-mile bike. So three times you go through, what is that, 34 whatever so miles. And in Arizona, it basically says there's a tiny incline. But for us Floridians, um, it's basically 17 miles uphill. Yeah, and, and you know, the three-loop bike is it's a really nice um, – addition to for the bike because the the first one Ironman Boulder was a two-loop bike three-loop bike you come back into town and it's you get to see some crowds because uh, out on the bike it's a very lonely 
So it can be very. You're not funny. talking to anybody. It's, no, it's, it's just you and your own thoughts. And if <laughs> and if you're writing with a group, like if you're around certain people, uh, you know you have to be careful because you can't draft. Yeah, you know you can get penalized, and so you're kind of out there on your own. But yeah, the Arizona bike um, coming out of town, out of Tempe, uh, was pretty flat, and then it was essentially it felt like. I don't know about seven to ten miles each loop mm-hmm. of uphill uphill yeah not 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 mountain climbing but uphill and it was it was chilly that morning but we're gonna come back to that <laughs> let's go back to like all right we fly in arizona we all get there we, that's great i think the cool thing though about flying into arizona was yeah. uh when you fly when you fly into phoenix airport you actually if you're on the left side of the plane like i was you could see actually where the course was like we did flew. you know at the time that's where the course was i i kind of put two and two together <laughs> yeah um and i knew what lake you know the tempe town lake which okay. is more of yeah kind of a river i don't I, I don't know it's a um what do they call it? it it is a river it's the salt river it's dammed um i believe in the 80s or 90s it became dammed so it's kind of a new thing in terms of that area uh, but they do call it Tempe Town Lake. But if you went, as we saw, if you went north or south of that, there's really nothing there. It's really just the water in that area. Right, so you can identify it definitely from the airplane. And it was yeah. pretty cool. That's cool because you you knew you were about to swim there. So we yeah. fly in. We check into our Airbnb. We do all that. What are the emotions the night before an Ironman? The night before, yeah. Um, yeah. you're excited. I mean, you've done a lot of work. You put all the work in. Yeah. It's time to... To do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have some feelings. Uh, you're excited. You're ready to try to accomplish it. Uh, at the same time, sometimes you question, well, did I do enough? Yeah. Uh, if you start doing that, though, that's not the time to do it. It's not <laughs> so, the, you got to accept the fact of whatever you've done at that point and be, and be ready to move on. Right. But it's an exciting. It's exciting. Um, so night before, what was night before meal? Do you remember? Night before meal in Arizona, we did. Uh, there was a we did rice. There was some we cooked at home. Yeah, yeah, we so did. We did a home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Yep, rice. Oh, and I was still I was still pushing my vegan. You were doing at that, <laughs> at that point. You were plant based. <laughs> plant based. Uh, yeah, yeah, you were plant based. So yeah, the night before the race, you just want to be as normal as possible with everything. Um, so we cooked a nice home cooked meal with all of us. We had quite a crew there. Um, let's see, we had myself, you, yep. uh, Kev- no, Kevin wasn't with us that night, but Dan. Kevin did it, Dan, mm-hmm. Luke, Lawrence, uh, did I name everybody? And I think that's the most important thing though, is eating yeah. the same thing that you've normally had. Right. So um, leading into that, I was doing a lot of plant-based diet. So, um, I mixed in, you know, some quinoa burgers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I believe that's what you had that night, right? You had yep. a quinoa burger. Quinoa burgers. Uh, so just being as normal as possible before a race has always been really, really vital to me um, and vital to most people. You don't want to be different. Even if you're in a new place, you want to make sure you just stick to as normal as possible and don't try anything new before a race. And then the night of, just try to get as much sleep as you can. But in reality, you might be pretty nervous and you got to wake up super early. So how'd you sleep that night? Do you remember? I never sleep really well the night before. Yeah. I think I think the night 
before the night before. So two nights out, yeah. that's that's the night if you get really good sleep. You know, you, the night before you're going to be you you might toss and turn a little mm-hmm. bit, but it, it'll be good. But uh, you're so excited, you want to get it ready. Uh, we're, what time's the alarm set? Probably. Three something, right? Yeah. So we're up early. We, you got to get food in. You got to yeah. get a lot of food in. And uh, you know, once you get down there to the to the venue, yeah, ah, uh, it's pitch black. It's cold, but the the adrenaline, the excitement, the energy uh, of the whole event, it's really, it's something that you, it's something different that you, it's hard to explain. It is. There's like a energy and lack of energy. There's like a yeah. energy that everybody's feeling emotionally, but nobody's talking about anything. There's, it's very quiet. It's very quiet. It's very um, subdued. Um, no one is jumping around, getting pumped up like you would before a CrossFit, you know, 21, 15, 9. Um, everybody's very much in their heads. 100%. Very quiet, very subdued, but there is like that, that you, everybody's got that inner, like, like we're about to do something that's really, really. I mean, I, I think it's amazing. I think it's an amazing day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's an interesting feeling. It really is to like reminisce on that. It is. Um, and just to know that you're you haven't started yet. You're getting everything ready. You haven't started yet, but it as soon as you're it's your turn to step into the water. It's going to be. Hopefully, you know, uh, a full day before you cross that finish line. Anything could happen. You might not be able to even get to that finish line. But um, ideally, it's going to be a long day of exercise. You know, it's kind of funny, though, too, because, like, you know, there's so much preparation for before the race. There is. You know, all the prep uh, before you fly out there. Mm-hmm. And then when you fly out there, you're there for a couple of days and you're preparing and you make sure your bike's set and you, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get all your bags ready and, and you got to get, there's bike check-ins, there's all the athlete check-ins, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the morning of, there's still some final things that you're doing. You know, you're making sure yeah. your bikes, tires uh, are pumped up, tires pumped up. You're Nutrition's putting, there. You're putting extra bottles in certain bags that you didn't want to leave overnight. Mm-hmm. And when you put the wetsuit on and you're waiting in line, it's kind of like, okay. Everything has been done. done. Yeah. Now I just have to actually do it. So now everything's done. We just have to do it. Now it's time. You are walking into the water. It is so in an Ironman, in this case, in most cases, um, it is called a seated start, self-seated start. Is that, is that what you call it? Maybe a rolling? Rolling start. That's rolling it. Start. So it's a rolling start. You self-seed yourself based on your swim time. And then based on what you think you're going to accomplish that swim in, that is kind of the, uh, where you position yourself, where you position yourself within a giant line of people that are all trying to, um, do an amazing task that day. And eventually get to that finish line and hear the words that you are an Iron Man. So you self-seed yourself. You walk into that water. Um, now, what are the kind of feelings as you start that swim? This particular morning was pretty cold. Right. So, so, so yeah. Arizona was – it was very cold uh, waiting. Yeah. I mean, you got in the water a lot earlier than I did because <laughs> self-seeding. Look, hey – it is what it is. It's, and and so... Uh, the benefit of being a former swimmer. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. 
So uh, just getting into the water is, is really, like, it, it's, it's a cool part of the event. Because yeah. you're like, okay, it's, it's starting. Yeah. Waiting uh, to get into the water, you know, you still have a lot of anxiety. I think once you mm-hmm. hit the water, and yeah, it's cold, mm-hmm. and it gives you a little bit of shock. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're like, okay, now I can settle down. This is what I've been preparing for. Let me get my stroke. Let me control mm-hmm. the breathing, and mm-hmm. and you you do the first first leg of the, mm-hmm. the triathlon. Yeah, and so this race was in Tembytown Lake, um, one uh, two point four miles. So I thought it was a little bit uh, busier than when we did Boulder. You were pretty crowded in there. I was crowded. I got I was on top of people. Yeah. People got on top of me a little more than we when we were in Boulder. Yeah. But overall, it was, a, it was a nice swim. Yeah. It's so cold. You're, you're swimming. You're cold. Um, I don't remember the exact temperatures, but it was chilly. We were in full wetsuits, which is very different than what we do typically in Florida. Um, you crushed the swim. You, you, you swam, what, uh, around an hour 30? A little under. Uh, one hour, 26 minutes. I was Nice. Hour 30 was the goal, right? Hour 30 was my goal. So we are down four minutes from our goal. You look at your watch. Do you know this at this point? You know, what's funny is I actually felt like I had a, a quality swim. Like, I knew coming yeah. out that I, I felt like I was... Did you know you were net four minutes from your goal at that point? I had a feeling I was sub my goal. Okay. Good. And, and so I was happy when I looked down and it was 126. I thought, okay, this, that's, that's great. I'm excited. Yeah. So it gives you a little boost. And then the way that they had the shoot... And we had to run, what, like a half a mile? It was like a half mile, yeah. From the swim exit to where the transition was. But it was lined with just fans. It was. It was. You know, and, and, side note. Side note, Kevin ran <laughs> in a Speedo. Got his, got his wetsuit stripped off. So there, <laughs> there's wet strips, yes. uh, wetsuit strippers. Yes. Yeah, so Gold. as you get out of an Ironman triathlon... If you have to wear a wetsuit, there are wetsuit strippers. The wetsuit strippers are exactly what they – well, they're kind of what they sound like. They're not on a pole, but they're, they're, ready, <laughs> but they're ready for you when you're ready for them. Um, you run up to them. You basically lay on the ground, and they are going to take your hand – well, they, I don't know. They, I, I don't even, I mean, it, comes, st- it happens so fast. I don't know exactly how they do it. But you they, start the process. They, I mean, you start the process. Typical. And then, um, <laughs> and then they rip your wetsuit off of you. And then you carry your wetsuit all the way until T1, which is transition number one. That's your swim to bike. And so for this one, though, I knew that it was like a half mile. Yeah. And yeah. I denied the wetsuit strippers. As did I. Yeah. It was chilly. It was still it was cold. sub 50 out. It was, it was in the 40s. It was. And it was cold. And I figured I'll run with my wetsuit on. I don't want yes. to carry it. And when I get inside the tent. I'll change. I'll change. And it was warmer in the tent. It was. It was, it was nice. I, I ran with my, Steamy almost. I ran with my wetsuit <laughs> as well. And we later found out that Mr. Kevin... Um, decided to utilize the wetsuit strippers because it is it is hard to take your wetsuit off in the tent. Extremely. It is. Um, if someone was helping me a little bit, but it wasn't the same. 
Um, it's tough to take your wetsuit off by yourself when you are trying to get out of there. Which was a nice surprise that they actually had enough people in yes, the tent, there transition was. tent, to help you strip off. Because in Boulder, I, I felt like there was nobody in the tents to help take off a wetsuit if you wanted to. I... But then I used again, the wetsuit strippers at that time, so I don't remember. Right. But um, we do want to shout out, if you ever have the ability to volunteer at any kind of race, you make the experience so much better for everybody. And we thank you for that. The, um, and we appreciate the that. The volunteers mean more to the people. Like, and I don't even think if, they understand. Even if I don't say anything to you as I run by, which I do try to, by the way, I truly appreciate you. And it's probably because I'm just in a little mental place right now that I can't say anything to you, but I really appreciate you. So back to Kevin now. We got to go back to Kevin. <laughs> we realized after the fact, and via video confirmation, he decided to utilize the wetsuit strippers. <laughs> and with, with a Speedo. So as he was getting it taken off of him as well, mm. he told me he had the thought in his mind that went in that goes, I really hope I put my Speedo on today. <laughs> Can you imagine? If, <laughs> can you imagine if the speedo was not on? Oh, oh man, that would have been uh, for his sake. Uh, I, I'm glad it's on. Um, for my sake, I wish it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> How would he? He had run a half mile naked <laughs> it, with with the wetsuit in front of his, his bare butt. Yeah, 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 yeah bare butt. So we go on into T1. We're done with the swim. We got to T1. Um, T1 is an interesting place because you do have to transition from literally being in the water for, you know, 90 minutes you know, to being on your bike for, you know, for us, uh, six hours. Six hours. Yeah. Um, for other people, it's sometimes longer than that. So what's your thought as you are out of the swim, transitioning in T1 to the bike? Well, I'll say this. For the non-swimmers, like non you know, look, I didn't swim in high school. I didn't swim in college. Uh, for non-swimmers, a lot of times the swim is a big mental kind of hurdle. Yeah. You know, a lot of people fear the swim. Uh, especially open water. Especially open water. And maybe we spend a little too much time on the swim. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the uh, swim can go by quite, you know, in terms of time and length. Uh, it's the shortest leg. But being in open water for 90 minutes is a long time. It's a long time. It is. But yeah. so, number one, you're excited to be out of the water and yeah. get on the bike. Okay. Yeah. I was super excited to get, on the, get out of the water on the bike. The weather was supposed to be beautiful and sunny on the bike, which I was hoping for. Turned out to be a little bit overcast and cold. So did you... Did you plan for anything? Like, what were you wearing that might have been different from a ride in Florida that you prepared for for a ride in, let's say, 50-ish degree uh, Arizona? So I brought socks with me in case I thought... And do you usually ride with socks? Um, if, if I go out for a cycle, you know, just general cycling, yeah. If any type of triathlon in, in South Florida, no, no. No socks. Okay. So I brought socks and then I brought gloves. Uh, I know Kevin brought arm warmers. He did. Which I think he, he said really paid off. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a, I had a uh, tri-suit that was a, a little bit longer than normal that I would wear in Florida, meaning uh, quarter sleeve. Okay. So. 
and that kept you warm enough on the on the bike. You felt pretty good. I felt warm enough. It still was a little chilly. Okay. So we had a three lap bike course out and back. We went out. really gorgeous course. Yeah, we went out on this road into the desert. Uh, I don't remember the desert name. Do you? It starts with the I don't. Uh, we went through an Indian reserve. So we left Tempe. Yep. Uh, we went, went through, through town a little bit. Yeah. Went through an Indian reservation. Mm-hmm. And then out onto like a kind of a county highway. Mm-hmm. But it, the red rocks were beautiful. The red rocks and the, the tall cactuses, those were pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Definitely cool the first and second loop. The third loop, uh, maybe was a little, like at that point I didn't care. So each loop, it, you said this, you said this took you about six hours. Um, do you, so each loop um, took about two hours. Now we're out, hour back. Um, what do you kind of do mentally through the six hours of riding a bicycle? I think you got to com- kind of compartmentalize. Yeah. You know, you, you look at each section maybe. Uh, for this one, I knew going, you know, okay, there's going to be sections of going uphill. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, kind of temper it. Mm-hmm. Don't go too hard. Mm-hmm. Downhill, I wanted to really spin the legs and mm-hmm. really get after it. Mm-hmm. And I think that strategy worked for me. Uh, you also kind of meet some people on the bike. I mean, you don't get to talk to people. But no, because like, you're, what, three bike links, four bike links away? Suppose, what, whatever suppo- that is. You're supposed, supposed to be. To be. Yeah. Uh, but you do some passing along yeah. the way. So, yeah. you, you know, you, you see some familiar faces over the course mm-hmm. of six hours. Um but the volunteers are huge, obviously. Uh, it's a lot of time spending with yourself. So obviously, everything you just described describes like a very small part of your total time on the bike. What the heck are you thinking about the rest of the time? Are you daydreaming? Are you singing to yourself? Like, what are you doing for six think, hours on a bicycle? I think it's a combination of many things. Um, you run through some mechanical things form yeah okay you know i i look let me make sure i'm keeping you know i want to make sure my knees are staying in you know my Mm -hmm. hips are in line i don't want my back to stiffen up Mm -hmm. you know then i run through playlists Mm -hmm. you know i have files kind Mm -hmm. of in my head you know Mm -hmm. okay let me let me think of some of my favorite songs kind of go through that stuff as long Uh, as you know all the words and not just that's the bad not just a couple sentences of it um that's cool man and i know when we were in boulder um, one of the issues you had was cramping on the bicycle. We talked about it, and one of the issues you had was not hydrating and eating properly. Yeah, so 100%. what kind of in Boulder or what kind of in Arizona did you do differently to help combat that? Because you ended up having an awesome bike. I think your bike was probably over two hours faster this time around. Huge, huge. I mean, six to eight hours is huge. What did you do differently in terms uh, to help prevent some of the issues you had out in Boulder um, on the bike in Arizona? I think just making sure you're constantly on, – on the bike, it's your one chance to constantly mm-hmm. get nutrition mm-hmm. in, whether it's uh, water, electrolytes, mm-hmm. uh, gels, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. any type of food you can get. Uh, just trying to constantly put something in, your mouth, <laughs> in my mouth, <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and it helped. And um, I think it paid off big dividends. That's awesome, man. And like, all right, let's ask the burning question here. 
what happens if you need to go to the bathroom on the bike? You go. You, you go. Your, yeah, come on. You're going. Uh, you, you know, I, I, number, yeah. if you have to go number one, yeah, you just go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> um, now, if it's something a little more aggressive. I probably, por- probably stop for that. There are portalettes, so, you know, you can stop. Yeah. You know, and that's if, a, those are at the aid stations. Right. So now if you're wearing a onesie like I am. So obviously <laughs> we didn't talk about, oh, that's a little tough one. Yeah. Um, we talk, there's no aid stations, believe it or not, on the swim. You can't stop at a nice um, pontoon boat for a hot dog or whatever you wow. need um, on the swim. But on the bike, pretty. If you need to stop. Yeah. If you, there's, we, there's we, enough- we have aid stations. What kind of things are at the aid stations? What do we, what do we have at those aid stations on the bike? So they'll have, uh, you know, you have your water, you have your Gatorade, you'll have, they have bananas. Yep. Um, generally, whatever kind of bar is sponsoring it, like a cliff. Maybe bar a bar or, or gel. Something, gel, yeah. something like that. Cool. And some, uh, and some porta potties. And porta potties. Maybe some first aid too, just in case. And there's first, yeah, yep. definitely first aid. Awesome. So we're, uh, so out of the three laps of the bike, mentally you broke that into thirds. Um, how are you feeling when lap three comes along? What, what's the mindset at that point on lap three? So I was pretty excited at lap three. Like when I started lap three, I was pretty excited about being the last lap. Cause at yeah. that point you're on for four hours. Like you've been on your bike for four hours. Yeah. Everything's starting to get a little stiff. Mm-hmm. You know, things are you thinking about the marathon at all at this point? Um, not until about halfway point of lap three. Okay, so, like, so you you are five sixths of the way in so before you're even thinking about running. So the way with yeah. with Arizona, uh, you know the last lap, we had the first part of the last lap was uphill. Yeah. So like I'm thinking about just so that out and back was as we were going out from Tempe, Arizona, uh, we went out about 15 miles or so uphill, turn around downhill for 15 miles. And it, it, that was a rough uphill. That last, the last, especially the, I thought the third lap, I, you know, pretty rough. Yeah. So then you're coming back in, and now I'm starting to think, okay, let me, let me start thinking about getting on the run. Mm-hmm. So you know? we're going downhill. Downhill. You're, are you trying as hard as you could try on that 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 last little 15 miles, or are you playing it a little more conservative because you know? That as soon as you get back, you have to run twenty six point two miles. So that last, yeah, that last, the last lap, uh, definitely played a little more conservative. Yeah, and because you know you're you're look you're staring at the face of a, a marathon after yeah. spending six hours on the bike. Yeah, and your legs are, pro- yeah, my legs at that point are ready to get off the bike, and they're feeling. Well, a little, you've been biking for six yeah. hours and I mean, uphill. Uphill. So. So I was ready to jump off. Yeah, you you're downhill out in the middle of the desert for let's say ten miles. The last five miles or so, you're in town. You're going by Arizona State University. You're you're saying hello to all, all the all the college students. You're getting ready to get into T two, which T two is going to be your bike to run transition. It's in town. It's in the same spot in this race. That you did T1, so your swim to bike transition. You it, It's you, a feeling though, like you know, you're you're finishing the bike. Yeah. And you're so excited. So you ride in, you're, you're you get off pumped, your bike, what do you are cheering? 
And then it sets in yeah. too, though. You know, you're super excited to get off the bike. Yeah. You know, and you're like, I'm ready to run. And then you, it sets in that you've got a marathon. You've got a whole marathon. <laughs> so you get off the bike. What do you do with your bike? Uh, uh, you jump off. They take it. They take it from you. Take okay. it from you. Um, it's really easy. Uh, they make Iron Man puts everything together it, it, almost seamlessly. It's like, a great experience. It, it really is. Yeah. And uh, so you jump off and you, and and you get all your running stuff and yeah. And you. Uh, all right. So we've. And you hopefully you don't have to stop at. A someone takes your bike. <laughs> you, hopefully you don't have to stop at a portalette or. Yeah, but it's there if you need it. Definitely. So you get off the bike. You you've taken off your helmet. Um, are your shoes on your, do you leave them on your bike or do you take them with you? So in Ironman, I, I take my shoes with me. You took your shoes I with you. I clip out and I run with, in my, in my cycling and shoes. And where, where is your, where's your bag? You, you grab your bag from an area, right? Right. So you grab your bag from an area. That bag has all your run gear. It does. And you go and sit. In a uh, tent. You sit in the tent. In a tent with a bunch of folding chairs and a bunch of other athletes and some okay. volunteers. Um, Take off all your bike gear. At that point, the, the tent's got an interesting scent to it. And probably just like mostly flowers and sunscreen, right? <laughs> right, right. So you, you, you pull all your bike stuff off that you don't need and you put it in your bag. And you take out your shoes and your hat and your mm-hmm. sunglasses. And, and are you wearing the same thing that you uh, wore on the bike? So it's interesting. So I did. Okay. Um, I know some people like to change out of uh, cycling into like maybe some running gear because it's, it's a long. I pondered that. Right. I pondered that this time around. I never have. I think Kevin did, didn't Yeah, I've, I've always worn all my site the same gear the entire time called a tri-suit um, or a kit. As they would in the uh, jargon of triathlon. Um, but I pondered it this time. I did not change. I decided to wear my tri-kit the whole time. Right. I wore my tri-kit the entire time. Kevin changed. He looked fantastic. By the way, I, I want to point out that um, I feel like we were all rocking some great mustaches during <laughs> this race. Were it we is, not? It's definitely a... Was this in November? It was It, it, it was in it, November. It was in November. We had some great mustaches going on. Um, so you put on your run gear. You walk out of that tent. You've got a marathon to do. What now? You kind of wrap your head around. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it feels great to be off the bike. And you start running and you go, okay, my, my legs are feeling a little, you know, it's, it's different. So tell me about this course. Like, what was the course So like? this course, it was really interesting because you ran along Tempe Town Lake. Which we just swam in. Yeah, we did. <laughs> just just swam well, in? Well, that morning. But it almost <laughs> feels like it almost feels like we did just swim in it, but doesn't it almost feel like it was like days ago that we were in that fucking water? It does. It does. And and so you're you're out running and it's still light at this point. It is. Right. It was hot. It was hot. It and was you hot. know it's gonna get cold. So kind of, you know, time wise for me, I knew I was going to probably run half the marathon in the sun, half in the dark. You know, once the sun starts starts to set. So it was how many loops of this course? It was a two-loop course, mm-hmm. uh, very fan-friendly course. We got to see um, our um, – shout out right now to our amazing cheer squad. Let's – I don't even want to try to name everybody, but I'm going to try. 
we had Erica there, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. We had Steph there. Yes. We had Emily there. Yes. We had Kevin's whole entire family there. Yes. So we had kids with signs. We had Mr. and Mrs. Quinn. Yes. Lily and Clara. Megan was there cheering us on. It's it's one of the most important. Incredible. It, it really is. It, it it and the value of it is so much because it can. So like on the, it the, can help it can help you for miles and miles before and miles after on the run to have that cheer squad on the run I think it's the most important time because in the swim obviously you really don't know who's around you like it, it, I mean you have no idea right I I remember looking at the bridges during the swim and I was like. I wonder, I wonder if Erica's up there. Right. The answer was no. She was not up there. It's nice. But even the thought that she might be up there helped me a little bit. Because I'd look for her. Because I've been pretty bored for the last 30 minutes. And it's nice when you get out of the swim and you see people and they're cheering you on. Right there. I remember right. I, exactly as I ran out of that swim and I remember seeing Erica and she's like, go baby. And I was like, oh my God, that's so but great, he, man. And even it's on so the, great. Even on the bike... When you ride back into town, and I was looking cheer, forward to it for ten miles. But it's a very quick turnaround it's, because we're riding past on bikes. It's almost anticlimactic for them in a way. Right. We're there and then we're gone. Right. Because we U-turn and we have to go back. But for us, we're... I've utilized that. But I think the most, the biggest, up, you know, where it really uplifts you is on the run because for sure, it's a slower pace. You're and, moving slower. Um, and you really need it at that point. So. And here's the thing about Iron Man that I think people need to know and realize that I've come uh, I've realized that people don't know. An Iron Man marathon is running the whole time for very few people. Right. People think that an Iron Man run consists of a 26.2 mile run. Yeah, it does. For like 5% of people. Correct. Maybe 10, maybe 15. I it's very small though. The vast majority of us, even with, some even with decent Ironman times, we're going to utilize some sort of a run-walk concept. Um, Hopefully walk through aid stations. Yeah, um, and- exactly. My goal in my initial Ironman, which was one of my best runs ever in an Ironman, um, was walk through the aid stations, run to the next aid station. Um, I was able to hit a pretty good, good marathon doing that. Arizona wasn't that, but that was my initial goal. Um, so there's definitely some walking involved. So therefore, the spectators are super important because we're able to spend a little bit of time with them. So this get, run... Um, between spectators and fellow runners, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. You can talk to some people. Um, I remember when I saw Erica at some point, she started telling me to run. And I was like, you know what? I'm walking with this guy right now. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's helping me chug along. Um, but so we're on this two loop run course. Um, you know, and I think the, one of the big things on the run though, is the gastrointestinal, like, yeah, it starts, at that point, it starts to catch up with you at that point. It does because you so know, this you're particular, taking a lot of gels in. Yeah. And, and this particular race, did you have any stomach issues in particular? Uh, towards the back end of the, the bike in the run, but yeah. I'd rather have that than cramping and be under you not have enough nutrition so we have aid stations about every mile what are what are available at those aid stations and what are you taking from those aid stations? so on the run it's very different than the bike on the run there's and it depends i guess on on uh kind of where you're at Mm -hmm. in terms of location Mm -hmm. because 
you know, the later in the colder it gets, there's uh, chicken broth. Yeah, because it's cold now, again. Right. It was hot. Right. Now the sun has set in the desert. And now it's, it's, cool, it's cooling off, and yep. the chicken broth helps because it also helps with, uh, you know, it's got the salt content. Now it's, it's cooling off halfway through the marathon. You do have a special needs bag that you could have put a sweater in. Did you opt to put a sweater or, or anything in that I had bag? gloves. Did you opt to put anything in that bag? Yeah, I had my gloves, and I had, I believe, a long sleeve, but I ended up not using the long okay. sleeve. Um, but on the run, there's, there's what? Coca-Cola, some pretzels, water, oranges. Gatorade, oranges, like the healthy Maybe stuff. Maybe some banana. And then also some caffeine stuff that can help you. Wait, you just said there's Coca-Cola on the run stations. There it is. What's that about? It's, it's a long day. I think, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy, look, I could use a Coca-Cola at that point. There is absolutely nothing better than a Coca-Cola at mile 15 of your marathon of an Ironman. Think about it. High fructose corn syrup. Like, yeah. Let's get some sugar in our body. Let's get some sodium. Let's get some caffeine. And let's pull ourselves to the end. And the taste doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't. doesn't. So, all right. We've hit mile 13. We've hit mile 18. We've hit mile 22. We're the last couple miles in. What are the emotions? What are the feelings? What's, what's about to happen, man? So I think, you know, the front half of the marathon. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're powering through it. I think 13 to 18 is a really tough spot. I'd like to challenge you to say to 22. 13 to 22. I, I would be, I would, I'd agree with you with that. 20, For, that's a tough one. Yeah. Even to 13 to 20. Because even when you get to 20, you're like... You think, okay, I'm at 20, and then you have that mind play of going, okay, I still have six miles. Personally, I felt so good at mile 13. I bypassed even looking what the heck was in my tra- my special needs bag. And just kept going. And I was like, I feel too good right now. <laughs> I don't need any of this. And then mile 15 hit. But up to that mile 22 point is a tough, tough yeah. point, man. And then you just grind out the last four. And it feels really good. Yeah. I will say, though, the, t- the, the one thing that Iron Man does where they really mess with your mind is they'll always make the, you know, the marathon's usually a two-loop course. Okay. And you get to that halfway point, and there'll be a sign that says, oh, finish line. The sign, yeah. And you can hear, you are an Iron Man. Yeah. And then second loop sign. Yeah. I mean, it, they're, they're close, but you're halfway and at that point. You are halfway, but there's you know, people are finished. But here's – all right. So there's also signs on the course also that say like mile 19. Yes. You ran by that sign at mile whatever, 8, 9, whatever it was. And now you're really excited. Now you're actually running by mile 19, mile 20, mile 21. You see these signs. You are running towards the finish line. What is happening now? It's a man? feeling I, – I, I, it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It, it's truly a feeling uh, of excitement and accomplishment that you I, – I can't, I can't really tell you how it feels. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's, it's a feeling of such joy and accomplishment. Like it moves your emotions to, to happiness, to, to almost cry. I mean it, it's a, it's a hair-raising moment uh, when you're finishing the Ironman. So all right. 
we're running to that final, let's say... Oh, the finish line this, is... The, the, let's look at the final 50 meters, whatever you want to call it. We've made that turn. We are now on red carpet with Iron Man M dots on it, like black Iron Man M dots on it. Lights are on. Stadiums are... Stadium seating's on each side. We see the finish line. Mike Riley... Iron Man, voice of Iron Man, is on there announcing everybody's names. Now, mind you, for somebody What's, like for somebody like me, you know, you you start the Iron Man in the dark. Yeah. And I finish in the dark. Yeah. I mean, you went through a whole day. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, for for a lot of people, some finish in the in, in daylight. Mm-hmm. But finish, you know, starting in the dark, finishing in the dark. Um, it's 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 a lot. It's 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 a very you take. It's hard to really kind of put into words. Yeah. You take that first step onto the Iron Man carpet. Do you run? Do you walk? What are you yeah, thinking? You gotta run. I mean, you're, you're running. You're, you're, you're running, running and you're hoping nothing cramps up. <laughs> Last thing you want to do is cramp up and fall and, and have to be careful, you know, try to yeah. crawl through the finish line. It's such a euphoric moment that uh, it, it really. It's it's it truly is hard to put into words. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. It it's, is, it's, and it lasts. Once you finish, uh, you you stick around. You watch other people finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you you know it takes some time. You get your food. Mm-hmm. Uh, your body adjusts to stop. Mm-hmm. You know from from the activity, and then you hope to go uh, cheer some other people on. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a beer. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's. It truly is something I would recommend for anyone. I mean, it, it's a great, great thing to do. When you cross that line, you hear Darian McMillan. You are an Iron Man. It's a great feeling. It is. So, you know, it's a lot of work put in, uh, and you accomplish your goal. Yeah. And who cares what your time is? You finish. I don't care if you cross f- that finish you, you finish. Yep. You finish what you started. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. It does. What a special experience, man. Thank you for sharing that with us tonight. Glad to do it. Guys, this is the first ever. Uh, we're going to call it the Ex- Aspire Experience. Can we, can we call it that? The, the, I like it. The like Aspire it. Experience. Um, love it. Thank you so much for contributing your story of Ironman Arizona. Probably, we appreciate you ha- having you on the, on, the, on the podcast. There's probably a lot of like the little intricacy things of how we go to the bathroom, stuff like that, and, and whatnot. So that. Maybe we can follow that up with an episode on how to triathlon. Right. Uh, we can definitely do that. But uh, thank you so much for sharing this experience, man. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Love to do it. All right. Thank you so much, Derry McMillan, Aspire member, Aspire athlete, uh, Ironman Arizona. If you guys ever want to do something amazing like an Ironman or anything you ever want to do, As Iron Man says, anything is possible. Guys, thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this.